it just dawned on me that uh, me being more of a DC fan than I am Marvel, I haven't done an episode talking about Batsy yet. I have not done an episode talking about Batman now. Batman, for anybody that doesn't know, the un- for the uninitiated, is my favorite comic book character of all time. Like, the only- I'm going to be honest, people. The only reason that I'm so into the MCU, into Marvel the way I am, is because of how they executed everything. Like, how, how they-, they pounded the pavement and made the foundation. And that's one of the reasons why Avengers Endgame was what it was that's one of the reasons why it was epic now i say that to say this i i i like good movies i don't like to be disappointed now dc i'm a i'm a bigger dc fan but their track record for these movies man have been hit or miss now i am in the minority who actually thinks, you know, I, I like Ben Affleck as the best Batman. Sorry, Michael Keaton. I feel bad because I'm actually watching Batman Returns in the background right now. But Ben Affleck, when he brought when they brought him in, I felt like he was a perfect balance, perfect modern balance for Bruce Wayne and Batman. And we've never seen he's done. He's done shit in Batman versus Superman that we've never seen before. But um, safe to say, man, that DC is is sailing blind right now they don't know what they're doing they've got all these different universes and i feel like they're just doing science experiments in the midst of russian a universe that's one of the reasons why justice league didn't perform as well as it should have and i don't hate justice league as much as everybody else does i think it's a i think it's a decent movie i just think it was too it was rushed you should have had time to you know they were trying to play catch up but they blew their load a little too fast so um That goes back to me talking about the character of Batman. The last Batman we got on screen was Ben Affleck in Justice League. And he also was in Suicide Squad. He was in uh, Batman vs. Superman. My personal favorite next to Michael Keaton. But this character, as far as on screen, I'm not going to talk about the... um, I'm not going to talk about the cartoons and... The spinoffs and the TV shows. I'm not going to dive into that. I'm talking about on the big screen adaptations of the character of Batman just in general. And it's been, it's been, I'm not going to say it's been a, a rocky road with this character, but Batman's had some, he's had some backlash over the years. Like, of course you had the the original movie was in 1989 and Tim Burton kind of opened up doors for uh, comic book movies. I mean, before that you had Superman, but Tim Burton did it in a way where it was so dark and it was just so, uh, the tone of it was crazy. And that's one of the reasons why when he did Batman returns, which I think is the most underrated Batman movie ever made. Um, that's one of the reasons why when he did Batman returns, he took his tone, uh, 10 times darker than the first movie and people weren't even really feeling that like you couldn't sell toys of the uh, you know the characters of the penguin and catwoman they had to redesign the toys for uh, happy meals and shit like that and go to a more classic look you know th- Batman Returns was dark it was dark people and they were snatching babies up in the middle of the night and shit uh, the, the red triangle gang and all of that it was, it was wild so then they brought in Joel Schumacher to kind of, I, I want to say, for better or worse, liven things up with Batman Forever. 
you know, I think Tim Burton produced it, and I feel like Tim Burton producing Batman Forever is one of the reasons why it wasn't as terrible as it was. Of course, Jim Carrey was the highlight of that. Val Kilmer wasn't, he wasn't the worst Batman, but he wasn't the best. He didn't really bring anything to it, but he did have that element of strange. Like, the way he acts in that movie, he's so awkward that I would really believe that that motherfucker dresses up like a bat and goes to fight crime in the middle of the night. I could believe it. Now, Batman and Robin? No, nah, by far the worst Batman movie ever made. It's like they took a big box of Crayola crayons and just let it explode on screen with a bunch of this stupid. It's one of the dumbest movies. Like if watching it as an adult, I'm so mad at myself. Like and I'm thinking like I wasn't even drinking alcohol back then. And I thought it was the greatest thing on earth when I first saw Batman Robin. And I watch it now and I'm so embarrassed that I actually took any type of liking to it at all so i can see why they went back to the drawing board when they did um the dark knight trilogy they did batman begins the dark knight and the dark knight rises and christian bale i you know people would argue me down about it we were just talking about me and a couple people were just talking about it this past weekend christian bale isn't my favorite batman but he's not bad i liked him as bruce wayne i didn't like him as as batman i don't think he did the in costume, I don't think he pulled off the things Ben Affleck did, which is one of the reasons why when Batman vs. Superman came out, I thought it was, I, I think it's the best DCEU movie. But, you know, uh, I feel like Warner Brothers and DC stressed Ben Affleck the fuck out so much that he had no choice but to bow out. And, you know, I feel like he's still a big supporter of DC, even though he stepped down from the role. But it was, it's just unfortunate that he didn't get the opportunity to to write and direct and star in the batman which i'm getting to right now that's the meat and potatoes of this whole episode is the batman which is going to star robert pattinson and people have already like when they casted him people were already starting hashtags that said battinson robert pattinson uh if anybody doesn't know, he's he's the guy from. Of course, he, his acclaim is from the Twilight movies, but I heard he's got a lot of uh, like indie films that are really good. I saw a little bit of a movie he was in called Good Time, and he plays like a like a scruffy, like almost a hood dude. And there's a movie he has William Defoe that just recently came out called The Lighthouse, and I heard it's a great film. So at first, of course, I was like, "Fuck no." not Robert Pattinson. I'm not, I'm not with this shit. I'm, I'm not on board. I'm not going to watch this Batman movie at all. I don't want his bat suit to sparkle like he did in a vampire movie that was weak as shit. So it took me probably a couple weeks to really let it sink in. And I had to tell myself, Robert Pattinson with his fan base, I'm pretty sure he knows what's at stake by taking this role. Now, They've got time to tweak this because it's supposed to be released June 25th, 2000, 2002, 2021. So I feel like they have they've had more than enough time to do research. They've had more than enough time to see what works and what doesn't. And I also feel like with as, as much as I still say Joker is an overrated movie, I feel like for D.C., and for comic book movies, Joker kind of opened up doors for for DC to do a lot of different things that really might benefit them in the future. So Robert Pattinson is is playing Bruce Wayne, Batman. And I, I don't know, like we haven't seen him in the suit. 
we haven't seen what he's actually going to look like it's just a bunch of fan art that's uh flying around and it's pretty good like i'm i've really gotten adjusted to the fact that he is the new batman because i'm not just going to not see a movie if i i feel like if i survive george clooney playing batman and shaking every five fucking seconds then i feel like robert pattinson could could possibly be one of the better versions of batman but the cast i've come 99 percent comfortable with the casting that other one percent is just a small little bit of doubt that i have because dc is known to fumble properties that are pure gold like something like the suicide squad could have been epic like with a bunch of villains it could have been epic but they try they did a bunch of reshoots they tried to be marvel the justice league too many cooks in the kitchen uh two different tones with Zack snyder leaving the project and joss whedon picking it up who is an Avengers guy. So he injected a lot of Marvel shit into a DC movie. And that's where I feel like DC has been fucking up. I feel like they they need to know what they are. They're not this... They are known for the more darker toned comics and characters. So when you try to be something like Marvel, it's, it's not going to work. But it's crazy because something like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Shazam, which are the more lighthearted, I would say, DC, pro, DC movies... Um, they they actually pulled it off. I haven't seen all the Shazam, but they they actually pulled the shit off, and the movies weren't bad at all. But this casting is very very strange for the Batman twenty twenty one because it's just people that you wouldn't even think would be on screen together. You got they announced first of all they they had rumors of Jonah Hill being a part of the project. Now they said Jonah Hill. They didn't know if he was going to play the Penguin or the Riddler. And I kind of, I felt like him playing the Penguin was, was, they were kind of typecasting him if that was the case. And I feel like he's taking pride in losing a lot of weight. Like Jonah Hill, when he, if you look at him now compared to when he first started acting, like if you look at him now and then look at him back when he was on 40 year old Virgin and people forget he was in that one scene where he was trying to buy uh, some high heeled shoes or something with, they look like a fishbowl or something. But him, even even him playing a Penguin or the Riddler is strange casting. So he dropped out of the project. So then we get the news that Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. If anybody doesn't know Paul Dano, I don't either. I mean, like, I've seen this guy in one movie and one movie only. And that was in the opening scene of, um, I think it was called Taking Lives with Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke, Kiefer Sutherland, and he is the guy who pushes the other kid in front of the car that's speeding down the road, and he walks off with his guitar, and he's singing or some shit, and I had to think back to that one movie I've seen him in, in that small role, it's creepy as shit, and he looks creepy, so I, I feel like maybe, you know, the way people talk about him in his acting, they say it's perfect spot on casting, I mean, that remains to be seen, again, I'm gonna I'm a run with it, then they announced Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that we're getting diversity uh, in the DCU, but I don't want them to just cast a black Commissioner Gordon just because. Like, as long as it's done in good context. That's how I feel about any race swaps in any movie. If you do it over and you just make somebody black or you make somebody white, like, I don't care. I'm all for the diversity, but it's like, don't do it just to do it. It has to be, it has to sell itself, basically, if that makes any sense. But Jeffrey Wright is one of those actors, like, I think I always think back to when he played Peoples from Shaft, the 2000 Shaft with Samuel Jackson. 
He's played a Hispanic guy. Low key, he played. I think he played Martin Luther King in like some direct-to-TV movie or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But he's in. Um, he's a really. He's also a strange actor. Jeffrey Wright was. He had some scenes in the Manchurian Candidate uh, remake with Denzel. And you know he's like this this guy that's got bad PTSD and he's writing in this book and all this crazy shit. So Jeffrey Wright, to say at least, is a good actor. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, I do feel like I feel like it was a it was a swing and miss because J.K. Simmons didn't even get a chance to flesh out his character, Commissioner Gordon. So to see him to see all these characters cast over who didn't get fair shots, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But again, I'm going to run with it because I'm going to I'm going to keep the faith and tell myself that DC knows what's at stake with doing a Batman movie. I think this is set in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. So we keep getting news. We get more and more news. Zoe Kravitz was cast as um, Catwoman. And I kind of wasn't feeling that at first. They had a whole bunch of other um black actresses to play the role but they um, they went with zoe kravitz and it's kind of it's kind of when people start doing this fan art that i see online like on instagram and on facebook and when they do artwork like somebody drew zoe kravitz holding up a diamond with like a throwback catwoman suit on and it looked dope like i won't even lie to you and that's that's those are things that get me hyped up because i can envision what this might be like and i see her maneuvering when i see the fan art I see her maneuvering in the film. Zoe Kravis, I, I'm, she's not one of my favorite actresses. I liked her in X-Men First Class when she played Angel. I know she was in one of those Divergent series movies. I gave up after, I think, the first or second one. I couldn't keep up. Shit's, shit's strange. I sure, I'm sure she's been in a lot of other movies, but her, I think she's got enough of her mother's appeal. Her mom is Lisa Bonet, so I, I think that she's got enough of her mother's appeal to pull off like a seductive sultry type of selena kyle but um i again i didn't understand why they like this is a problem i'm having because not only are they having you know i'm accepting the roles the casting but there's also a problem i'm having because um colin farrell was is is rumored i don't know if they confirmed it but he is supposed to be playing the penguin in this movie so so far peeps we got Catwoman, Penguin, and the Riddler as villains in this. We've got Commissioner Gordon, and then of course you have to have him. You've got um, Andy Serkis of all people playing Alfred, Alfred fucking Pennyworth, and I like this is so strange. They had originally said that Pierce Brosnan was in talks to do it, and I said I'm sold. Pierce Brosnan playing Alfred is so different, and he's such a good, underrated actor that it's no doubt in my mind he'd be awesome, but they casted Andy Serkis, and it's like, I can understand that, because him and Matt Reeves, the guy who's directing this, you know, they got history together. They've done Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes together, and I didn't even realize this. Matt Reeves also directed Cloverfield, so I feel feel like, uh, you know, he threw Andy Serkis a bone and casted him as Alfred. I'm sure it'll be fine, but let me just backtrack for a second. Matt Reeves, that's another reason I have a lot of faith in this movie, because if Matt Reeves, first of all, Cloverfield is amazing. It's one of the best found footage movies ever. So him and J.J. Abrams did their thing when they collabed on that. But Dawn of the Planet of Apes and War for the Planet of Apes that Matt Reeves directed. 
I feel like if he can make me sympathize with CG apes and get emotional the way he did, I can only imagine what he might have planned when he steps into the Batman universe. I th I think that he again he knows what's at stake. He's seen the hist the track record of DC, and I feel like there's been enough homework that could have been done so that this movie is a hit. I really feel like this is going to be a, a like an unexpected hit for DC. Um, another bit of casting we got last week actually was Jamie Lawson and she's playing Barbara Gordon, who everybody knows is Batgirl. And I think that's pretty interesting because, um, this girl is fresh out of Juilliard. So this would be her first role and you land a, a, a your first role you land is in a Batman movie and you're playing Barbara Gordon. I think that's, I think that's pretty major. But let me go back to the problem I was having, people, is that I'm tired of I'm tired in these Batman movies. It's they and even though they pulled it off when they did, did characters over, I'm tired of seeing the same goddamn characters over and over. This is what this is another reason why I didn't want a Joker origin story. No one's going to top Heath. Sorry, no diss to Jack Nicholson, but when Heath came in, he was completely ruthless and no laughing matter at all. It's like, wasn't shit funny. About, I mean, it was he had funny moments, but wasn't nothing funny about this dude overall. He was about his business. He wasn't walking around with uh, noisemakers on his hand, turning people to a Chris. He's blowing shit up. He's slicing people up. He, he's, he's shooting rockets off. Nobody's going to be better than him. I feel like Jared Leto did a good job for what they for what version of joker they were going for i feel like he just got the the shit end of the stick because all a lot of his scenes hit the cutting room floor and he didn't get a chance to to flesh out the character of the joker so then we got a joker origin story i'm actually as as good a villain as he is overall and ha and as important as he is to the batman universe i'm tired of seeing the character and i'm glad that he is not in this movie um i'm i'm tired like catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer, well, actually, shout out to Eartha Kitt, man, because she was a, the black uh, cat Catwoman. And people, you know, when there was an uproar, oh, well, Catwoman's not black. You got to tell people, like, listen, do your research and uh, look up this woman named Eartha Kitt, you know? So that's for anybody out there who's, oh, well, she wasn't black before. It's like, you got to do your homework, man. Got to do your homework. Michelle Pfeiffer, of course, will always be my favorite um, Catwoman on screen. That's not only because I'm actually watching her on the screen right now but i also feel like anne hathaway did a good job in the dark knight rises a lot of people don't like that movie i felt like she had some crazy sex appeal in that movie and she actually was a cat burglar so that was cool but i don't th i don't think we needed another cat woman I'm, I'm tired of seeing it penguin and the riddler the riddler could have used the upgrade but jim carrey was the best thing about batman forever he nailed that role he was absolutely batshit insane and he really dove into that role like i don't like i know tommy lee jones couldn't even stand him on the set but the penguin we didn't really need that i mean i got enough of that in gotham and that wasn't even too bad but danny devito is a, a great penguin he's dark he was uh you know he was getting into his fake politician shit and they pulled the rug from under him he his death scene's pretty scary at the end of batman returns i i did not need to see these characters again there are so many characters in the batman universe for them to keep recycling the same shit over and over and as great as this movie may be 
I'm always going to have a thought in the back of my head of what could have been like somebody said on Facebook to me, they said, yeah, we could have had the condiment king or the condiment man, whatever that silly ass villain is in the Batman universe. And I'm like, yo, I would have taken that. I would have taken that instead of the same shit over and over and over. Now, if they need if they were going to do anybody over, if anybody needed to upgrade, I can understand why they did Two-Face over. Tommy Lee Jones, no diss to him, but Two-Face was silly as hell when you go back and watch Batman Forever. <sighs> I'm ranting and raving, people. But if you're going to do Two-Face over, cool, I'll accept that. It was in a silly-ass movie. And Aaron Eckhart was actually, it wasn't nothing funny about that guy either. He was uh, putting bullets in people's heads. He was killing people, making his own luck. But, you know, let's shoot over to Batman and Robin. Bane definitely needed an upgrade. I used to think he was the coolest, most badass person in a Batman movie when I was a kid. I look at it now, he looks like he's ready to explode. And rest in peace to Jeep Swenson who played him. I think he was an ex-wrestler or something like that. But he looks like a big-ass balloon. And he's he's just a, like a Neanderthal. You know, he walks around. He says these one liners, literally one line, one word. So Bane, of course, they need to upgrade. And Tom Hardy killed it. I don't care what anybody says. Tom Hardy was a great Bane. And for him to be such a small guy, they made him look huge in that movie. I don't know what type of camera tricks or elevator shoes they put on that man. But, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do somebody over that we've seen before, do over people like Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. Silly as shit. They need an upgrade. I say I, my thing was always have Megan Good or Eva Mendez play Poison Ivy because with those types of lips on those types of women, everybody's going to die. It's no way you're not going to smooch her down and you're going to get all them them, uh, them toxins and shit. You're going to get all that Poison Ivy. I feel like that'd be perfect casting. Mr. Freeze, I don't know, but I feel like you, he could definitely use an upgrade, but the same... The same villains over and over. I, I'm, I'm hope, I'm staying hopeful about this movie. I hope they do it. I hope they do it properly. But one of the things I think that will work in the Batman's favor for 2021, I feel like the the fact that they're saying this is going to be more of a detective film. That's awesome. You know, we don't get too much of that in the Batman movies. We got we got a couple sprinkles here and there in um in the Dark Knight Rises uh or in the Dark Knight trilogy. We got a little bit of it from Ben Affleck in Batman vs Superman. You know, he's doing detective shit and all of that, but we never really got it in full. So I feel like them putting an emphasis on the fact that it's going to be a like a detective type of film. I feel like that could work cuz it's going to bring about a lot of mystery. It's going to bring about a lot of questions, a lot of revelations. I feel like they that could really work well with this cast. And it's like as strange as this cast is, and I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I've come to terms with it. As strange as this cast is, I feel like this this is going to be a different level of acting for a Batman movie. I don't think it's going to be cheesy. I think it's going to be taken very seriously. Um, I feel like it'll be taken seriously, like the way the Dark Knight trilogy was because those movies were like if i'm not mistaken those movies were i know heath ledger won something but those were like the acting is is phenomenal in the dark knight trilogy and that's not to take away from the acting of the other batman movies that were good but the dark knight trilogy just it's like you could kind of take out the character of batman and it could serve as a regular movie with just amazing actors and amazing acting michael kane and morgan freeman alone that you already got um 
the old school audiences just by that casting. So I, I feel like they're doing a mix of young and old here. Not necessarily old, but Robert Pattinson's a fairly young guy. Zoe Kravitz, young. Jamie Lawson's fresh out of Juilliard. She's pretty young. Paul Dano, I'm not sure. But then you put Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis in there. I feel like it's going to be a good mixture. Now, I don't know who else. There were rumors of Matthew McConaughey playing Two-Face. And it was crazy because I was telling my cousin, that'll be the coolest Two-Face people will ever see in their life on screen. Because I, I, I wouldn't even be against it. Matthew McConaughey, even in the worst movies, shines. And if anybody has seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's no need for me to even get into it. But that wasn't confirmed. And Matthew McConaughey, it, it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't, you know, it was just rumored. But um, as much I maybe I'm being a hypocrite right now, because as much as I say I don't want the same characters, I would watch Matthew McConaughey as Two-Face. I really would. <coughs> but um, I'm hoping that these villains work, man. I'm hoping the movie overall works, but more so the villains, because <clears throat> this is one of those moments where we're going we are going to see batman but we're we're going to i'm wondering are people going to see this more for batman or the villains because that's always been a thing you know i feel like people when the first batman movie came out people were going to see because they didn't take michael keaton seriously and they were in an uproar when he got casted but he ended up nailing it and he ended up being epic so <clears throat> i feel like people were going to see him but i feel like that they were going to see the joker just as much um, the same thing with the sequel, like, but the, it's, it's weird because sometimes we get jaded with the cat, with the heroes to the point where we're just going to see the bad guys. Cause I know for me, the dark Knight, I wasn't going for Batman. I had already seen what Christian Bale can do in an origin story. And then I didn't even appreciate it until years later. So when the dark Knight came out, I, I went for Heath Ledger as the Joker. I didn't care what Batman was going to do, how he was going to defeat him. <clears throat> I went solely for the villain. Uh, same thing with uh, the Dark Knight Rises. I've seen Batman do his thing, but to see him get broken by Bane, I'm going to see Bane. Here, I feel like I feel like I'm. I don't know. I honestly just had a brain fart moment, y'all. I really don't know how I feel about it because I am going to see. I'm going to see this for Batman. I need to know if Robert Pattinson is going to knock this out of the park. I really, I'm not rooting against him. I really hope he does, but I'm going to see him, and I feel like I'm going to see. I'm not really too as excited to see the villains. Basically, I'm more excited to see Robert Pattinson because I wanted Ben Affleck to come back. So it's like, all right, all right, young boy, if you want to step into the Bat Cave, then let's let's see what you got. The villains, uh, I mean, if they're bad, it's not gonna it's not gonna fuck the movie up for me, honestly, because. It's going to be more of a, not an origin story, but I want, I'm wondering if Batman's already going to be, like, fighting crime and shit when the movie starts off. Because if it is, I'm going to be even more invested in his character. So it's it's like, um, the villains, uh, I would, if I had to pick one that I'm most excited to see, I would have to say, I would have to say Paul Dano as the Riddler. And I'm going to say that because I don't know much about that actor. I haven't seen him in enough to know whether he's going to be good or bad. So if he's surprisingly good, I think that's awesome. Now, I picked him because I've, I've seen Catwoman too many times. I've seen Penguin 
and I didn't really need another uh, version of Penguin after Danny DeVito. Like I said, the one that they had in Gotham, that guy was he was pretty creepy, but he was annoying at times. So if I'm going for, for my excitement for as far as the villain goes is for the Riddler. Now, this is another thing I want to know. Now, I want to know if they are going to tie this movie into is this going to be like the Joker where it's not a part of the DCEU? It's it has no ties to any other movie. It's just a standalone film. I want to know if they're going to do that or are they going to have an Easter egg some t- at some point in the movie or a post credit scene where they tie it into one of the other DC movies. I'm really curious about that because I feel like DC is about to go um, super realistic with some of the shit that they're about to come out with. Um, and I, I, that's one of the reasons I feel like this will be, this will be pretty good because like I said, man, Matt Reeves, I feel like this is in good hands with him. And I, I'll say it again is, is you've, you have enough to do homework on. You have seen the good, the bad and the ugly, not just in DC, but with the Batman movies in particular. So I feel like if, if Matt, Reeves, if this is a fumble for DC, this is going to take us a thousand steps backwards and i feel like we sh- if this movie is not good you know knock on wood hopefully it's not but if the movie's not good i feel like they shouldn't tackle another batman movie for maybe the next 20 years or so normally i would say 10 but i say let batsy rest for about 20 20 years or so let, let him rest and let's bring into the forefront the lesser known uh DC comic characters, not just the villains, the heroes, everybody, because eventually we start to get fatigued. You know, when you do the same characters over and over and over, and it's not like they have a steady, um, concrete universe where they could introduce people and the movies just be dope. No, it's, you know, they, even in Aquaman, you only get one mention of, and you don't even, it's not even real mentioned. You just hear Mira tell Arthur, you know, I know you defeated Steppenwolf, but other than that, the movie is it's a standalone. It has no real ties to the Justice League or any of the other movies in the DCU, which is actually a good move, though, because you don't want to you don't want to carry on the mess into something into something else that could be great. But um, like I said, people, I'm, I'm as excited as I am for this movie and as much as I'm anticipating it. I'm scared as shit. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm so terrified because if this movie is not, is, is anything shy of epic, DC is in trouble. And it's just going to prove to people why Marvel is the superior, which they are because they know they know about structure and timing a lot better than uh, Warner Brothers and DC does. You know, they're just doing shit. You know, uh, Birds of Prey is about to come out, which actually looks like it's going to be a sleeper hit for DC. I really hope that movie does good, too. But Birds of Prey, we don't even know if there are ties to the Suicide Squad. We just know Joker's uh, he's mentioned in it and they break up him and Harley Quinn break up. I don't know what the science is behind that. But DC, man, I listen, DC, if y'all can hear me, I need I need y'all to get it together. I I trust y'all. I I do. But it's kind of like DC is like the fuck up of the family. It's just like, listen, I'm going to give you this, but don't mess this up type of thing. It's a dysfunctional relationship. 
I'm tired of it. I don't want to keep going back to Marvel. I love DC. I don't want to keep going back to that old thing as much. It, I mean, I don't mind Marvel. The movies are really entertaining, some of them. But I want DC to succeed. I want them to shine because in my heart, I feel like they are the better property. They have way cooler characters than Marvel does. But Marvel just did it in a way where it's like, listen, we about to hit the ground running. You know, y'all better figure something out. And when DC tried to play catch up, they just tripped over their own shoes that Marvel had already tied together. And shit just went downhill after that, people. But again, I've, I really want this this to succeed, and I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. DC, I'm I'm leaving it in your hands. I really am. I'm really going to leave it in your hands. If y'all like, don't disappoint me. Do not disappoint me again. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm actually gonna wrap it up at that. It's so much more that I want to say, but I definitely need to bang out more episodes today because I feel like I haven't recorded in six days, which is a complete lie. But People, if y'all are tuning in, um, first of all, if y'all are tuning into this, let me say before I go, I need y'all, we all need to keep DC in prayer. Let's spread the good vibes, let's spread the good cheer. It's getting cold outside, people are getting that holiday cheer early. Let's apply that to the DC universe and let's hope, let's hope. Everybody pray tonight and let's hope that they knock this movie out of the park and it's of course for it being a release of june 25th 2021 i hope it sets the summer on fire i hope it gets crazy runs i hope it makes crazy money i hope it's a critical success a global whatever i hope it's great all around i want it to be a 10 out of 10 i want to rave and rant about this movie and tell people see i knew i knew i knew i was right for believing in this film but if it's not i'm probably going to go back and delete this episode when it comes out, because I'll feel like a complete idiot. But people, if you are tuning and listening, I appreciate y'all. I really do. I'm seeing this thing is like I said, I say it all the time in every episode, probably every other. This thing is kind of picking up and I really appreciate all the love y'all been showing all the listens. You know, um, if you don't catch it on here, catch it on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that other good shit. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Meryl Tudor. Got a group on Facebook, the Cinemaniacs. Y'all can join. Shout me a holler if y'all want to. <sighs> Again, prayers up for DC. And I hope, I hope, man. That's all I'm going to say is I hope. Robert Pattinson, you better, you, you better know, man. You better know. People will be at your door with pitchforks and burning stakes if this is not good. I feel like I can't even wrap this episode up because I'm just so I keep shaking my head about like because there's so many good things, but there's so much that can go wrong with this movie. Let me let, let me get off this joint, man. I appreciate y'all listening. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. Yours truly, Romero Tudor. I'll see y'all, man.